this is Delitra. Hey everybody, this is Angela. And you're listening to Nutrient Sisters, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to nourish your body and soul. Welcome back to another episode of Nutrient Sisters, where Delitra and I try our best to make you laugh, (laughs) Uh, but also inform you of some popular health topics. So today we are talking about coronavirus, Um, (laughs) which up until the last few months of 2019 wasn't really a thing that we like worried about uh, at all. (laughs) So since people years from now, you know, cross their fingers, may possibly listen to this and be like, what is coronavirus? Let's first dive into what the heck it is. So, Delitra, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about what this virus is all about? Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, people in the future might be confused about what it is, but the people now are probably like, duh, I know what it is. (laughs) Right. But I find that some people have misinformation on what it is. So, hopefully, this is a refresher for some and clarification for others. Mm -hmm. So, I will say I'm not a doctor. Mm. I'm not an ep epidemiologist mm-hmm. so I'm not even gonna pretend <laughs> I, I uh, that this is an original thought for me so I'm using a summary from the CDC um, coronaviruses are named for their crown like spikes on their surfaces and there are a large family of viruses that are common in people and many different species of animals including camels cattle cats and bats there and it's noted that there are many types of human um, coronaviruses. Human coronaviruses were first identified in the mid 1960s, and apparently there are seven types of coronaviruses. Hmm. So COVID 19 is a new disease. Um, it's caused by a novel, so new mm-hmm. coronavirus that has not been previously seen in humans. So I want to emphasize this because people are confused at how scientists were able to create a vaccine so fast. It's because that coronaviruses in general is not a new thing. Mm -hmm. Just this type of coronaviruses, uh, coronavirus is. Mm -hmm. So scientists have experience working with this virus previously. Um, And also I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, there were like some pictures going around on Facebook, like circling, uh, circling on um, like products like Lysol saying, oh, look, coronaviruses mm-hmm. was already here. And I don't know how they just like started spinning about how the government oh, wow. was like setting us up mm-hmm. and, you know, they planned for this to happen in 2019. <laughs> right. But apparently they've identified in the 1960s. So this is not new. So anywho, I just want to emphasize that. Let's talk about how COVID, coronavirus, COVID-19 specifically spreads. So it most commonly spreads through close contact. So that's why we have the guidance to stay away six feet. Mm -hmm. Um, So when someone has COVID-19 and they cough, sneeze, sing, talk, or breathe, they produce respiratory droplets. Um, And they range in size. Some of them are visible and some are not. 
And when you're in close contact with someone who's infected with COVID-19, um, they can cause infection in you because you can inhale their droplets mm-hmm. or they can be deposited on what they call mucous membranes, such as inside of your nose or your mouth, which is actually pretty disgusting. And right. it makes me never want to take off my mask right. again. Like, I don't want to get in close contact ever again with somebody because mm-hmm. of this possibility. Another common way is spread through um, airborne transmission. So basically those droplets, they can linger in the air mm-hmm. for minutes to hours. And they can possibly affect people who are further than six feet away, or it can affect uh, a person even after they leave that area, Hmm. uh, which is pretty scary. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, that's why the guidance is to stay at home, not be in uh, large groups. And, um, you know, so you can reduce that. Um, I thought it was interesting that COVID-19 spreads less commonly through contact with contaminated surfaces. Mm-hmm. So if someone had coronavirus and they were touching, they touched a pen that you touched and then you touched your mouth and nose, apparently that's not the most common way that mm-hmm. COVID-19 oh, spreads. That's good to know. Yeah. And my understanding, that's like a newer thing that they're learning. Because mm-hmm. obviously we're all about washing our hands, right. which we should do. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this Regardless. was a new thing right. for people. <laughs> why soap sell out like, in the being the pandemic? <laughs> you little nasties. Right. But apparently that's not a common way that COVID-19 spreads. Mm-hmm. So through the close contact and airborne transmission are the most common ways. Um, let's talk about symptoms. Mm-hmm. People probably already know by now that cough, mm-hmm. if you hear somebody cough, I'm like, right. my eyebrows are raised. <laughs> I feel coronavirus is here. Right. Um, but also fevers or chills, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, fati- fatigue, mm-hmm. body aches, headaches. Of course, we know about the, the loss of taste or smell, mm-hmm. sore throat, congestion, runny nose, nausea or vomiting, or diarrhea. Um and apparently COVID-19 has uh, up to a 14-day incu- incubation period. Mm-hmm. So symptoms may appear 2 to 14 days after you've had exposure to the virus. So there's a possibility within that 14-day period you could be exposed and then get tested maybe like day one mm-hmm. after that and you'll get a negative test right. result. And then later on you can become symptomatic and test positive. Right. So I did want to emphasize that because I know some people are like, well, how do I test negative this day and then I'm positive this day? And not to mention like the debate about the efficacy of the different tests that are used, Mm -hmm. the rapid versus the PCR can give you different results. Mm -hmm. Um, I think lastly, I want to talk about the emergency symptoms of COVID-19. So if you have these symptoms, you should seek emergency care immediately. So if you have trouble breathing, if you have persistent pain or pressure in your chest, if you have an altered mental status, you have some new confusion going on, mm-hmm. you have the, if you have an inability to, to, to wake up or stay awake, excuse me, or if you're pale, gray, blue colored skin, lips mm-hmm. or nail beds, depending on your skin tone, likely someone 
who you love will notice that. Um, so if you see somebody with these symptoms, please take them to get um, immediate medical care. Lastly, I want to note that there's three populations that are increased risk of becoming severely ill of COVID-19. Those are older adults. That's why they were asking us to, to stay away from your grandma for mm -hmm. like a year. Um, pregnant people and individuals with certain medical conditions. So those three groups are increased, are at increased risk of becoming severely ill of COVID-19. Right. So I know that was a lot, but mm. I was trying to give like a comprehensive <laughs> view of COVID, coronavirus in general and COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Angela, can you tell us like how COVID has affected our world? Because it's not just the Americans that have been affected right. in the entire world. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? So this was actually the scariest thing to look up because, mm. well, for me personally, because I've been trying to avoid a lot of negativity lately <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for the sake of my mental health and well-being. But, I hear you. So to actually take the time to look this stuff up was a little overwhelming. But um, this pandemic has changed the world as we know it. Uh, for starters, so as of this was as of uh, Wednesday, March 24th, there were 124 million cases of coronavirus wow. worldwide. Uh, 70.6 million people have recovered from it and okay. 2.7 million people have died from the virus. Mm. So rest in peace to those people. Yeah. Um, the United States is actually in the lead with the most cases and oh, the most deaths. Um, we've got 30 million uh, cases and 544,000 deaths. Wow. So we've had lockdowns, shutdowns, social distancing social distancing mandates mm -hmm. um and and that's been that's been all around the world um and some some people are at, some countries are actually still in uh i think lockdowns so yeah. um so some other things so woo, here we go mm. so economies took a nosedive a lot of countries are now facing a recession um and recovery is expected to be slow so when this occurs, the stock markets plummet. And for some people, that means a loss of significant amounts of money that maybe they were relying on. Um, businesses, especially small businesses, were deeply affected. Tourism, hospita hospitality, and travel has declined. And for some countries who rely on that, it hurt their pockets pretty harshly. Um, while others like Amazon, DoorDash, and Instacart made out uh, extremely well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when businesses fail, that means that unemployment goes up because people are now out of a job. Mm. Um, so obviously jobs were affected. A lot of people lost their jobs. I think I read about 400 million people worldwide Whoa. lost. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that causes people to be in extreme financial, in an extreme financial mess. So people have been pushed into poverty. I read about 135 million people worldwide have now been pushed into poverty. Mm. Um, and then people are also pushed into unemployment. So people are going into debt. They're swiping their credit cards if they have one. They're maxing out their 401ks. Mm -hmm. um, some people are having to move and sell their homes. Some people are fighting with their landlords because the landlords still want their paycheck. Um, mm -hmm. Wondering, you know, some people are wondering where they're going to get their meal, their next meal from, uh, because everything's, especially during a shutdown, was closed. Um, so not everyone can have, you know, has the luxury of ordering delivery um, or to go. Um, some people are worried about not being paid during the two week time that it 
that it takes for you to be in quarantine. As Delitra mentioned, there's a 14-day incubation. So some people had to take off two weeks at a time and they weren't getting paid for it. Um, or they weren't sure if they were going to. So um, essential jobs though, those still, you know, those were still maintained. So jobs like healthcare workers, grocery store, restaurants, um, those people were able to keep a job, but some people might argue at what cost. Yes. Um, which, I mean, you and I work in healthcare yeah. field. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about that soon. But, uh, <laughs> this brings me to my next point. So mental health conditions have skyrocketed, um, especially anxiety, depression, and now um, even like loneliness. Uh, with the lockdowns, shutdowns, social distancing, and just like mass chaos, I think that's occurred. Um, that's led to higher alcohol sales, increased sex, sex addiction, um, people have skipped their preventative health appointments. I think they said apparently uh, approximately 38% of people actually just did not go to their doctor's appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been higher domestic abuse cases. There's been an increased need for food stamps. Um, there's been school closures. <laughs> um, binge stress and emotional eating has gone up. Fake news and, you know, I'll put that in quotes, uh, has increased, (laughs) but so did new medical lingo in general, which can make it harder for some people to decipher, you know, what to do, um, especially for those who are in lower socioeconomic statuses. Um, And for some people, they've had higher healthcare costs. So especially if you had COVID, you were in the hospital. Um, A lot of you were. And I'm sure the tests, the treatments, the hospital stays, it all adds up. Um, so I've hit a lot of the negatives. (laughs) That's a lot of negatives, right? Yes, that's a lot of negatives, but there were a couple of positives. Okay. Okay. I I know. (laughs) It's it's hard to imagine, right? (laughs) But for some people, sleep patterns have improved, right? Hmm. So a lot of people weren't going into work, so they were staying home. Um, so they weren't, you know, having to travel, um, 95 girl. Lord Jesus. Uh, so some people have gotten a lot more sleep. Um, so a lot more people have spent more time outdoors, you know, especially if you had to work from home, um, you know, you could sneak outside every once in a while, more so than you would if you actually went to work. So, um, some were actually more cognizant of their health and they improved their eating and exercise habits. So I think we saw a lot of this on social media, but it was, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, wow, I should probably, (laughs) should probably care about my body (laughs) because COVID's out there. Um, but and I'll say for that, I saw an increased amount of people take, like, zinc, vitamin C. Oh, Lord. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, more time spent with family at home. So for some of y'all, that might have been a good thing. Like I said, for some people, it might not have been, especially with the domestic abuse rising. But for, for some of y'all, it might have been a real nice thing. Um, CO2 emissions have decreased. So I think, for me, that's probably the nicest thing to know, is that climate change has kind of been... A little bit affected it's still you know we're still killing our earth but at least it kind of helped a little bit um to repair some things like air pollution water pollution in some areas um and then i guess another big one was that not many people had to visit their primary care for flu-like symptoms so the flu actually went down this year um because because you know those masks were you know <laughs> I'm gonna say nothing, but <laughs> some of y'all are like, eh, I wear this mask. Um, 
Yes. Well, working. you didn't get the flu this year, did you? <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so those were a lot of negatives, a little bit of positives, but that's, uh, that's what the world kind of witnessed. Yeah. So, huh, Delisha, what do you, what do you have on what COVID has done for people of color? Okay. So before I depress you guys even further, <laughs> I have so many thoughts, uh, about, you know, what you just reported on, oh, about yeah. how it affected the world. And it's crazy. And I want people mm-hmm. to really reflect on the numbers. So mm-hmm. I think you, I think there was a couple hundred million that mm-hmm. got it, or at least in America and like, or it was a worldwide where 2 million people died. There was um, 2.7 million people worldwide have died from the virus. Okay. And some people really take that number lightly mm-hmm. and we should not that is serious That's a lot and they a, a, i in my opinion a lot of those deaths were they could have been avoided mm-hmm. so some people are like oh well 100 million got it or whatever and only two million dies we we went out well no we did not mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. should have lost their their mother i've heard people lose their mother and their father right. they've lost Four out of five family members. This is very serious, and mm-hmm. it's still happening still today. Happening. Yes, yes. We're reflecting a year we later, mm-hmm. but this is still happening um, today, and it's super serious. Right. Also, I, I think you were talking about um, like the financial hardships mm-hmm. that people had, and even the test is expensive. Yeah. So I get tested at work. And thankfully, my insurance covers it the way that the 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 wording is coded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw what the bill is like; it's three hundred dollars mm-hmm. per test, right, to get tested. So it's very expensive. Um, and I'll talk about more about how the the testing sites are not equal. Um, also, on the positive positive yeah people they were caring more about their bodies yeah i saw a lot of webinars about immunity and um some problematic but that's all it took (laughs) for you to avoid COVID 19 and i'm not gonna lie saying that i'm not that person that started taking um the the vitamin c stuff Mm -hmm. because Okay, you guys. <laughs> She's talking about how DoorDash got, had a financial boom. Right. I was a part of that. Right. Uh, right. I was a part of doing it. After like a couple of months, uh-huh. uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to start getting some delivery and support the restaurant business. <laughs> so, you know, I wasn't eating as much fruits and vegetables as I should. So yeah. I'm like, well, I probably need uh, this. But I'm, it's a case-by-case basis. Uh, but I, I did want to comment on that because I want people to really think about how so we've been affected mm-hmm. and really I think about the privilege that I have mm-hmm. that I have not experienced the devastating effects that people have had right. with COVID-19. Same. Yeah. Um, but I, I haven't known anybody personally, so that number it's is huge. But right. I guess like for some people it's hard to relate to maybe because you don't know if you don't know anybody who has been affected personally i guess it's hard to be like oh you know a million people it's like i guess but it is a lot of people that's all especially in the united states to have five hundred and forty-four thousand 
as of Wednesday. I'm sure it's probably gone up since this day is what mm. Saturday. It's probably gone up since then, but yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, and um, really, we have to really check our our um, our empathy for for other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really shocked by people that have gotten COVID nineteen mm. and they fared well and that they still. I don't know. They just don't take it serious. So, mm-hmm. okay, so it didn't kill me. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going on with life. Or I can't, you know, there's the myth that they could not get it again. And right. we see <laughs> that you guys can get it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, you still have to be safe out there. Right. Um, but I well, just. That makes me worried because I feel like this could happen again. It could happen again next right. year. Maybe not the same virus. It could be a different virus, but like. We have seven. Types of coronavirus. Right. <laughs> right. It could be a whole new disease in general. And for y'all to not take this one seriously, I'm worried about the next one. If there is one, I'm like, shoot. Really and this one, I mean, the it's hard because the symptoms were so similar to like flu and some mm-hmm. other sickness, you know, illnesses. But if we had something more intense, I, I don't know. I worry about some of y'all because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang. Like, you guys, they were, some people were so mad that they had to stay home. And, yeah. And, I mean, I can understand if you live in a, um, you know, if you don't have a good household, you know, then, you know, maybe, you know, so, uh, domestic abuse, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. That's, that's serious. Yes. I can understand. But for a lot of y'all, uh-uh, yeah. no way. A lot, I, of, a lot of you guys were doing fine mm-hmm. and just being white. Coughing in people's faces. I didn't understand. I don't understand that still. I, it's... Coughing in people's faces? Yes. Girl, I know you've seen them videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen oh, the videos. No. And I'm like, please don't be in my area. Because right. I'm not trying to deal uh, with it. It's, it's crazy. It's really <sighs> crazy. I worry for some of y'all. <laughs> Do. I worry about a lot it's of you guys. Not, right. <laughs> I really, yeah, I really do. I'm very concerned with uh, America's response to yeah. COVID. Still. And now with the vaccine, I mean, you and I have been vaccinated. So, mm-hmm. but even now, I hear a lot of people talking about they don't want to get vaccinated. Um, I, again, I worry about some of y'all because <laughs> what? <laughs> like, here we have so much evidence that that. That says hey, this is gonna help, <laughs> right? And everybody's like, "What can we do to help?" This is what you can do to help, and then they don't want to do it, right? And I don't want to be naive to 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 say that I don't know why people don't want to get the vaccine. I really have seen, and maybe it's just my observation, a steady mistrust of science, especially with like the that. administration that we had. Uh, well, yeah, and well. so that just was like a cherry on the sundae, but <laughs> I understand. That. Yeah. But they have people, they have more access to information, mm-hmm. whether the information is true or not. Mm-hmm. And based on their beliefs, they make their own decision mm-hmm. about that. Uh, I feel like it's a very critical time for us to to get control mm-hmm. of the virus. And if you, you know, it's your you're right if you want to get the vaccine or not, but please be a part of the total task force to reduce mm-hmm. the the cases right. by those guidance of wearing a mask, six feet, mm-hmm. washing your nasty hands, not <laughs> going to Miami for spring break. Oh, no you know, don't don't get the vaccine if you don't want, but try to help us, you right. know, as a group exactly. to get through this group project. A lot of people say they don't want to get it are also not doing these things. And I think that's <laughs> what I meant is like, 
you got to help us out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're at the higher risk because they're just reckless. So you don't want to get the vaccine and you get reckless? You're just running around right. Hmm. I don't know about that. I know. Okay. All right. I'll move on to uh, how COVID-19 has affected people of color. So if you are not asleep, you've seen that COVID-19 has disproportionately affected people of color. Mm -hmm. So there is evidence that show large disparities in cases and death for Black and American Indian and the Alaska Native. Mm-hmm. Um, Go ahead and say that because I, I feel like all oh, that was swept under the rug. Yeah. Mm. People and widespread disparities in cases among Hispanic and Latinx people compared to their white counterparts. Um, so it was noted that Black individuals accounted for more cases and deaths relative to their share of the population in 30 of 49 states. That's huge. And thirty, and they reported higher deaths in thirty-four of forty-four states. Another statistic um, that is huge. So they found, um, as of August fourth, the COVID nineteen related death rate among Black people were twice as high as the rate for White people, while the mortality rate for American Indian and Alaska Native people were nearly two times that of mm-hmm. white people. Even the hospitalization rates due to COVID-19 mm-hmm. for Black, Hispanic, American Indian, and Alaska Native people were roughly five times higher than that of white people. Mm-hmm. And it was noted that Medicare beneficiaries, uh, those that were Black, Hispanic, and American Indian and Alaska Native had high rates of infections Mm-hmm. and hospitalizations compared to white beneficiaries. So what is going on here? Right. So people of color are reported to experience higher rates of chronic diseases. So I talked about before who's at greater risk of being severely ill. Mm-hmm. So these disparities um, in COVID-19, um, they're compounded by things like social economic status, health inequities, um, structural and systemic barriers, including racism and discrimination. Mm -hmm. Here we go again. So for example, people of color had um, high rates of health conditions. They were more likely to be uninsured Mm -hmm. or underinsured and face barriers to accessing healthcare Mm -hmm. and um, were more likely to have lower incomes and face financial challenges. And another thing that I thought was interesting that people of color color um, were significantly significantly less likely to uh, work remotely during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So more people of color were in person sure. at higher risk of right. uh, being infected with COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that. In, in general is with support uh, supporting that. Um, also, there's some evidence that suggested that there are barriers to testing for people of color. So some testing sites in predominantly minority areas experience higher demand. So that meant longer wait times mm-hmm. to be tested, which is discouraging because I'm not <laughs> waiting long at the, the drive-thru. Right. Uh, but it was also noted that some sites um, more sites were located in predominantly white areas. So that's an accessibility issue. Mm -hmm. So some people of color had to 
experience and increased travel time. So they drive further to get Mm -hmm. tested. This all affects the spread of the virus. Also, potentially lives could have been saved Hmm. earlier if they got tested in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. So if they didn't have to wait, maybe they had to go to work. They couldn't wait that long Mm -hmm. or they had to pick up their children or simply just me. I'm not waiting that that long for this. Um, From one of the evidence sources, uh, they, they interviewed one of the main authors of that. And she said, well, this is her quote, while we expected to see greater numbers of COVID-19 cases and deaths in predominantly non-white, low-income communities, we were surprised that this relationship still held even after accounted for poverty rates. So it didn't matter if you were poor, rich, or middle class, you still saw uh, increased rates of COVID-19 in people of color. And she said, given our findings, we believe that structural racism may explain hmm. these racial disparities and the number of cases and deaths noted in black communities. Mm-hmm. So not surprising. No. It's, it's it's not surprising at all. Like we talked before about how racism plays a role in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um so I'll save my rant at this time about that. <laughs> uh if you guys wanna uh a complete episode where I rant about that. I'm here for mm-hmm. that. But I just want to emphasize that it's not our fault. And that's how things happen. It's like when people of color are affected uh, more often than white. So it's your fault because you're low income. You mm-hmm. don't have an education. You eat too much fried chicken, although they love KFC as well. Um, <laughs> or, you know, how they had the the eternal general from the previous administration, mm-hmm. he he got some backlash for his comments about people of color, and he only targeted people of color, and he didn't talk about whites, the, mm-hmm. the other races. Um, and I found that so interesting because he's black, so mm-hmm. that was extremely insensitive. But his comments were accusatory. Mm-hmm. They were victim-blaming. And as we see, there's some factors that we cannot control. Mm -hmm. We can't control racism, the systematic or the the day by day or Mm -hmm. the accessibility to, we're not in control of where they put the sites for testing, you know, (laughs) or if, you know, if we go to the doctor and if the doctor will actually believe what we're saying, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's it's probably not that. It's probably not COVID. It's, it's something else. And right. then that person goes home and dies. So I hate to depress you guys even <laughs> further, right. but this is the real mm-hmm. truth that is happening there that's affecting um, people of color. And right. um, it's extremely infuriating. Yeah. And it has not stopped because we're still it in a pandemic. Yeah. We're still... Um, experiencing this yeah Yeah. i think it was uh crazy uh i read a lot about the um american indian population okay oh my gosh we really just kind of swept that right on like we ignored that and Mm. that was kind of that's really sad like i think we still are ignoring them but um oh yeah the america has not (laughs) treated them the original americans they haven't given them their just due no not even close i think i read i read an article about the doctors without borders or doctors across borders yeah i've heard of them um and it was the first time that they had to be they had to be employed in the U.S. <laughs> it was for the 
museum, oh. like the reservations and stuff. Yeah. Wow. And it was like the first time and we just kind of were like, oh, that's cool. And just kind of like kept it moving. And I was like, wow, these people are dying. Mm-hmm. It's like literally day by day by huge numbers. And we just were like, sorry. <laughs> like it is. It's very sad. Um, and then I think they also said that um, if you look at the numbers for people who have lost their jobs, a significant amount are women of color. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, wow. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to save our rant, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we will. Oh, Lord. So, we can, we can start talking about, like, our experience with COVID-19 mm-hmm. and the pandemic. I'll let you start. With that. Um, t- I think COVID was scary. Um, I think it was one of those things where the media, like, outside of the news really heightened my awareness and understanding of it. I will, I'm not going to lie. At first, it was a joke, okay? There were memes going around. Mm-hmm. People were like, ha-ha, that's crazy, um, which is kind of sad because it really did do some damage to China. But um, mm. but once it started kind of like spreading, I think, outside of China, that's when the deaths, the death toll started rising. Um, and it was kind of like, oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> um, I felt like at first I was living in some like dystopian novel. Um, mm. The grocery stores were empty. Uh, and I was so, I was so worried because I mean, like I've never, like my whole life, I've never seen a grocery store empty in my life. So, um, I was worried that I was going to get it and I was worried what that might look like. I saw videos from some people who honestly looked like they were dying. Mm. Um, and some of them might have, um, and then the lockdowns and the shutdowns came again. I've never experienced something like that. It just felt like complete chaos. Um, the president at the time wasn't taking it seriously. And I felt like at a time like this, like this is when you really want to like turn to those officials Mm -hmm. to kind of give you a clear answer of like, this is what it is. And this is what we are as as Americans are going to do. Um, and I didn't feel that, (laughs) uh, I didn't didn't get that. So, um, this whole time I was working, like I was actually going into work. I mean, um, so people were saying I was essential and I'm having this whole conversation in my head that was like, am I though? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, so I was just worried um, altogether. And I can't even begin to break down the other thoughts and feelings I had because we're still living through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's still occurring. I can honestly say that it's really affected me in some way, um, despite not actually getting the virus. Um, but I will say I like wearing masks shoot i think this might be something i wear the rest of my life uh i like wearing masks um i liked the lockdown period the shutdown was a little too intense yeah but the lockdowns i was like okay this is you know this is a little bit more manageable i like that i you know didn't have to go see some people <laughs> oh no mom can't come over because i got just kidding <laughs> I good think, excuse <laughs> right um i think that those things have really um kind of shaped my anxiety this whole pandemic um but it's it's a lot like i'm still scared because i mean i've been vaccinated for like uh two months two months now maybe so so in some ways i'm like okay i feel a little bit better but it's like well when does this wear off do i have to vaccinate again like my 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 family is getting vaccinated so some of us have gotten it some of us haven't but i'm still like am i carrying this around like who I don't know people who haven't gotten vaccinated. I'm like, who's vaccinated? I don't know. Like you, you, I don't know. Um, people are uh, well, girl, to come to your house. Traffic was in- insane, and I'm like, did y'all forget? 
<laughs> Y'all must have forgot that we're because <laughs> I see a lot of um I saw a lot of um those things on top of the cars where you put your luggage. <laughs> Y'all are going on vacation, sweetie. Yes. <laughs> You're they not are. just going the next town up. You're going on vacation. <laughs> um so yeah, I guess some people forgot about it or don't care about it. I don't know. It's there's a lot. I hope it ends soon though, because I'm 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 tired. Yeah. It's been traumatic. I'm tired. Yeah. But I know everybody is. So, and I guess that's the nice thing is that, well, it's nice, but it's also, I mean, it's comforting, I guess, to know that, like, I'm not just going through this alone. Like, everybody feels this way and we're all going to get through it. It's like, it's like student loans. We're all suffering. (laughs) (laughs) We're all suffering. So, yay. (laughs) Right. Baby girl, that sun's out. These the people are out. vacationing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't are. don't check the stats to see what's going on. Nothing. No, they don't care. They they, so they Virginia out. Virginia beaches is <laughs> good to go. Yes, <laughs> I love the traffic during the pandemic. Oh, Nothing. God. I got to Target in like five seconds, <laughs> <laughs> and I was the only one in Target. I love that. I yes. Like, oh, yes. Okay, I'll start talking about. <laughs> My experience, so initially I was not afraid because I heard that COVID-19 was like the flu. Mm. I'm aware that the flu can be serious and deadly. However, I've never gotten the flu, the flu, and I've never, and I probably didn't research this, I haven't heard of large amounts of flu-related deaths, um, like in our country, and that could be because of the flu vaccine (laughs) Uh, (laughs) or the increased knowledge about this virus. And I will say I was just like a stupid American. I was like, okay, that virus is in China and Mm -hmm. it's not going to make its way over here. Mm -hmm. Just like with Ebola, we were like, oh, Ebola. And then it like, I I don't know the numbers, but I don't remember it being like a large amount of people that were affected Mm -hmm. um, in America with, Ebola. So I was like, eh, it'll never come to me. Right. My friend, she had a trip, I think, to Vietnam mm. in the earlier part of 2020, and they canceled it because of the, I mm. think, the rates of COVID there. Okay. And that's when I first heard about it. She was like, you don't know about this? It's like, girl, no. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Even yeah. when she told me, I was like, mm, that's that's Vietnam. Right. That That's not America. Again, another stupid mm-hmm. American thing. And I do want to put um, out my support for the, the Asian population now that are feeling the effects of blame blame for this virus which is stupid Mm -hmm. it's the most stupidest thing Mm -hmm. ever but i will say that i was stupid to think that it would not come come here (laughs) so slowly but surely um i saw how common how common it was to get the virus and the devastating effects of the virus so i immediately became concerned for myself and others around me I wore a mask. I was a silly person. I wore the gloves. Uh, <laughs> my husband got a hazmat suit. <laughs> like, like, we was going to be quarantined down, okay? So I did not leave my house for months. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was not working. Um, except for grocery shopping. And I was extremely nervous to go grocery shopping. But I couldn't get the grocery delivery services. Mm-hmm. It, they were all booked yeah. even if i stayed up early in the morning or i'm looking like a week and ahead mm-hmm. i cannot get it 
another privilege thing. But mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, I need to go grocery shopping, but nobody talked to me. Mm-hmm. Nobody touched me. You touched that. I'm not touching that. Right. Um, and I was extremely frustrated with the lack of supplies. Everybody bought up the soap. They yeah. bought up the hand sanitizer. They bought up the tissue the and the, the, the paper towels. And I just so happened to run out of toilet paper around the pandemic. Right. So I was mad. Right. I'm like, well, what are we going to use? So I was on those apps every day trying to find some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had to use my emergency supply of food, That's which wasn't a lot. You had one. It wasn't a lot. I had it because, uh, you know, sometimes you get those weather advisories. For I like, I'm not gonna confront. Ahead of the curve, girl. <laughs> I'm not gonna front like it was big, but I had like soups and fruit and crackers nice. and stuff. I was like, "Well, Dad, we gotta use this because there's no food in the grocery store." Right. Um, but quarantining, we did that. Uh, pre- we took that pretty seriously. Uh, it was challenging. Um, cause I'll say that I'm, I'm naturally a reclusive person, mm. so mm-hmm. I'm okay with staying inside mm-hmm. and, and watching TV <laughs> forever, <like> that. <laughs> not seeing people all the time. Cause social stuff can sometimes be draining. Uh-huh. Um, and we were figuring out, but the challenge was that I was forced to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, I really feel like I'm locked up here. Right. Okay. <laughs> Um, so that was different. And so then I started to work, um, eventually during the pandemic and I had to go in person because mm-hmm. we're healthcare workers considered essential apparently. Right. Um, so at work, I think I mentioned this, I get tested at work. So nice. that was a new experience, uh, being COVID tested all those times. It wasn't as bad as they, they they're very uncomfortable oh. and, um, invasive. Yeah. But it wasn't as bad as people were saying. I would do it if I had to, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thankfully, I've been COVID-free. and But my risk, I would say, is moderate because I do, mm-hmm. we accept patients who are COVID-positive. Mm-hmm. Or I'll, someone will come in, like we were talking about the incubation period, 14 days. Mm-hmm. They'll be admitted with a negative test. I'll go see them and do my thing. And then that day later, that day or tomorrow, right. oh, yeah, we have to move them because they're COVID positive. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, so, like, I've been exposed a few different times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I still try to be on the safer side. I have not let my guard down um, in regards to that. So I try to social distance. Mm-hmm. I wear a mask. I wash my hands so much. My skin was yes. peeling off. Uh-huh. Um, it started cracking. Yes, it hurt. Systemic lotion, yeah. It hurt. And uh, I mean, I always wash my hands before, but not every like 10 seconds. I'm like intensely thinking yes. about it now. Ugh. And with the, the N95 mask, that little metal oh, part, yes. I like. It messed up my nose. Yeah. With all the irritation. <laughs> like, I got a pressure ulcer like, right. from that uh-huh. thing. So I, I keep st- getting mask me now. Oh. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like wearing masks, but it's, it's definitely different than our, our other normal where we're not wearing yeah. masks at all. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm not going to say I've been perfect. When the, last summer, 
It was like, oh, okay, maybe we can peek our head out a little bit. Right. And then I saw the resurgence of the cases, and I was like, no, we're going <laughs> right. back inside again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I think a lot of people did that. Yeah. They just dip our toes right Yeah, here I was like, water. yeah, maybe we can go to a restaurant. <laughs> oh, maybe, you know, I can see some people, you know, away. Uh-huh. Maybe we go outside. Right. But uh, the future is still unknown. Uh, yeah. So That's... I'm still on guard. Mm-hmm. So. And I, yeah, I don't, it's like, how much longer can this last? I don't know. Just, I don't know. I need us to get it together. I know. I really do. I need to, yes. Like, this is a group project, mm-hmm. America. Oh, please God. do your part. <laughs> no, group project. Please. Oh, Lord. These concerts will, will always be there. The comedy shows. I love the little unique ways. Like, we're, we've been using Zoom and, mm-hmm. and Teams and the drive. Uh, I do hate Zoom. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't like Skype. When Skype was a thing, you'd be like, oh, Skype your fans from across the... No, oh, I no, love no. Skype. I was a Skype Uvu girl. You weren't like that? No. Wow. I get anxiety when I have to pick up the phone. I can't imagine. No. Whoa. Well, how else are you going to stay in touch? You look at this. I got a little thing that slides across the camera so that y'all don't have to see me. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't stay in touch. I told you I'm in my house. You can stay in touch in your house. Call me, beat me. Beep you. No, we got no picture. (laughs) No, I love that because, you know, we were supposed to not see people. So. That. I still like that. So, this is the first time I'm seeing you in about. Yeah. I think the last time I saw you was your wedding. Really? Yes. Y'all, that was 2019. That's 2019. See, we've been doing good. No, I I love I Zoom and shower for this, but yeah, no. <laughs> and Google Hangouts, so then you can still see yeah, people. No. You, like you mentioned, loneliness was a problem. Apparently, loneliness you don't experience yeah. that. But. Loneliness was a problem for, for the older, especially in the nursing homes, because they yeah. weren't allowed to get visitors. Yeah. Um, and that was, that's sad, you know. That yeah, sad. that is. It's, it's, it, I mean, loneliness affected a lot of people, especially if you lived alone. Ooh, I can't imagine. Well, yeah. I can, because I like that. But, like, for other people who... <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that for other people, because... Um, some people are very extroverted they they need to have that right you know that relationship with people but yeah um long distance relationships if you have a friend in california yeah you're seeing yeah so Uh, yeah it's it's crazy still going on Still, Still happening, you guys. So please help us to, yeah. <laughs> to stop this. Yeah. Please. I want to hear what other people's experiences were, though. Yes. So some people had it way worse. I, we're, you know what, we're fortunate enough because I don't think, well, I don't think you did, but I didn't know anybody personally who got COVID. I didn't get COVID. So I felt like I was in a little bubble. I felt a little safer because I was like, okay, I'm good to go. But I do know... Um, like some of my clients ha- who, who you know, they've told me stories about how they've gotten COVID or their friends have gotten COVID. Some people have passed away. So, and that was kind of like, oh, wow. Is yeah. that, that's always an eye opener. Yeah, but, this is real. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't think any of my immediate family, but mm-hmm. like I've had some distant relatives oh, okay. or something like that yeah. that, that um, had severely, got severely ill mm-hmm. from COVID-19. So it's very serious, you guys. Um, But yeah, tell us about your experiences. We would love to hear that. Thank you guys for tuning 
in for another episode of Nutrient Sister. This is our season finale. Yes. And we will be back soon for another season. We welcome all of, of your comments and questions for this episode and for our next season. If you guys have some requests, we'd love to hear that. Please share some of your favorite episodes with a friend or family member. If you like this season, please rate and review our our podcast on whatever po- podcast platform you're listening to. Follow us on all of your all of our social media profiles at Nutrient Sisters on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, I hope everybody stays safe, and we will talk to you soon.